0: I am Avon Collis, the CRM and Marketing Automation Specialist at Relevate and all-around good guy. I'm joined here today with Steve Sandor from Inspiring Business. Steve is a consultant that helps structure organizations and give them the ability to scale. Steve has worked for companies large and small and has done a lot of work uh, internationally uh, in places such as PNG. So welcome, Steve. How are you?
1: Yeah, good. Thanks, Avon. It's a great pleasure to be here.
0: No worries at all. And, uh, you know, we, we were talking off, off air beforehand and um, we we're talking about what, like the first steps that someone would want to have in place. Um, so is there is there a, a process? Is there any kind of framework in, uh, that someone should have? What what does someone have to do to scale? Yeah,
1: um, small businesses are, are challenged with resources. Uh, and one of the biggest um, challenges they have is that they're the... The, the master, if you like, of, of the business. And if you think about large organizations, the managing directors, the general managers, they have lots and lots of resources available to them. You know, they've got a marketing department, a, a sales division, an operations division, and then they can, they can um, delegate some of those responsibilities or um, to, to the, and accountabilities to those people. And that's really the mindset that the business owner needs to get into, you know, thinking about their job as the leader in, in, in that business um, and start to be more strategic in their thinking as opposed to operational.
0: Well, people can get stuck in doing everything uh, in, in the weeds you know, everybody goes, the, the CEO or the bosses, uh, everything from the janitor all the way up to the, um, the commander in chief. So is that, is that still, should that still be true?
1: Well, you know, when you started your business and when I started my business, the, the biggest issue that, we were, that I was worried about was whether I was spending money in the right place. And so, you know, you have that, um, that, I guess the challenge of deciding whether your time is more valuable doing what your genius is and whether you're prepared to trade that time with someone else, um, to, who's, that's their genius. And so what the decision that you have to make is whether you believe you're going to be able to generate a greater revenue or income from your investment of time, and then outsource that to a lower cost so that there's a profit in there. And that's the, that's the hardest thing for a, a new business owner to trust themselves in their own ability, you know, so the you typically why a, a business owner gets into a business is that really good at a technical aspect of their business and they're looking at their boss and going i could do it better than that but we all know that running a business is not the technical part it's the people it's the administration it's all of those components that take 15 years as a general you know to be in a general manager's position in a larger organization. that's 15 years of knowledge and and so i think we need to gonna you know, be a little bit kinder to ourselves as, as small business operators and trust in our own ability and trust in the people around us.
0: I think um, uh, Elon Musk said it was something like baking a cake. You have to have the right ingredients or the right amount of everything to make it work. So that sounds pretty, pretty accurate, I think.
1: Yeah, um, and, and sometimes the cake comes out and it doesn't taste very nice at all. You have to throw yeah. it out. And then sometimes you forgot what the ingredients that you put in, in there because you're in such a hurry to, to make the cake. Um, and and so sometimes, you know, having a little bit of, being strategic is, I guess, the key.
0: I uh, I was thinking the other day about, you know, you talked about how to value your time and um, I, I, clearly I need a haircut um, if anyone's watching the video. But the one of the things I thought was, that's so much time out of my day that I just don't have. Um, so do i need to pay a couple extra dollars and have someone come here to the to the office to 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 cut my hair like would that give me an extra couple of uh minutes back or you know there's a lot of things about wellness and thinking and time and space and you know maybe i should go and get that haircut because that's time out just to think about stuff or to you know totally disconnect and and do something else like how does it is, it, is there a framework for making the right decision in those sort of circumstances?
1: That's, a such, that, that's such an important point because um, in, when a business first start, we talk about the stages. So there's a early stage um, where the behavior is very frantic. Um, you know, it's exciting, but there's also quite a, a good deal amount of fear involved in it as well and and there has to be an investment in that early stage and and so the you'll see it in people when they start a new job or they start a new business they're running around like you know um like mad people and they're forgetting things and they're rushing out the door and then they come back three minutes later they forgot their phone or their notebook or whatever um and and that's in you need to you need to have that investment of time and energy because otherwise it's a bit like taking an aeroplane off the runway. You know, you get halfway down the runway and you and you stop um, the engines. Well, you're gonna have to get to the end and go back and start all over again. So you have to have that pressure on to get the to get the business off the ground and get it to you know 30,000 feet or 10,000 feet, and then you can back off a little bit. But whilst that frantic behaviour is there, um, you do make mistakes, and so that the stopping and reflecting and reviewing and taking some time now that might be you know in the morning you do some mindfulness um, yoga meditation or you just go and get a haircut you know and take that hour out of your day um or go you know or go for do some exercise have a swim break your day up um, and, and then that slows the mind down and that's where the, that's where the creativity comes when mm. your mind is actually slow, not when it's going at a million miles an hour.
0: Well, I think there's there's definitely a fine balance. I mean, we've got, uh, so I did yoga this morning with, uh, my wife and my three-year-old on my back. So it was a little bit more, uh, intense than <laughs> anticipated. And, um, you know, I think, uh, as far as, you know, frameworks, In business, as far as I'm aware, there's, you know, a lot of micro decisions that lead up to one big uh, outcome. And so, you know, for us, we've got uh, two things. We've got three strategic priority areas that everybody knows to frame every decision around those things. And the other one is um, uh, like our mentality of work. So we've got a a percentage breakdown structure of our day. Simplistically, it's the 70 30 rule, but it's actually the 70 10 10 10 70% client work, 10% working on yourself, 10% working on the business, 10% social fun, working on the people. And um, by having that mentality, you know, we kind of give ourselves permission to go and have a team lunch or, you know, have the Christmas party. And like, sure, we got no work done that day, but we're closer, we're more in sync, we're thinking about stuff um, as a team rather than as individuals with their own little problems in their own little uh, pod or bucket. Is that something that you agree with or?
1: Yeah, um, and well, there's two two areas there that um, I think are really important. One is breaking it down to threes. And for some reason in business, threes just seems to be the, the ideal number. Mm you can manage three things um, in business. And so you set those three strategic goals for the year, and then mm. you break those down into, you know, objectives within, within all of that, um, you know, so, so that's really important. The other piece, which um, I guess you were, you're alluding to is that um, you actually care about the, what you're doing. So there's a, you know, there's a purpose behind everything that everybody does some Mm. for good, some for evil, but in business, you know, you have a purpose, but it's how you, how you interact with your staff. And, you know, the culture that you're trying to create in, in your business needs to be a reflection of you and the people who are in your business need to be aligned with that. So as a leader, not necessarily a manager so anyone can lead it's it's how you care for your people and you engage with them so you know going out for lunch with everybody um is is just a nice way to say i value you you know i think i think what you're doing is important Mm. to our total objective and i thank you for doing that and it's those little you know it's even a a, a tap on the shoulder and saying, hey, you're going because you've noticed something in their behavior, which is not normal and, and picking that up.
0: I've worked in uh, a few organizations, uh, large and small. So, you know, right from army through to uh, sporting organizations and coffee shops and things. And And if you think about like my measure of success, I guess from a leadership perspective is when the team come up with their own genius their own ideas their own goals and things that they want to achieve to further the the whole business in fact one of my team um called out and said hey i think uh you know a video interview on this uh, uh, would be really really good so we did that we spent (laughs) 40 minutes and we created some content um and totally you know her idea and I, i thought that was that was really uh great so then i feel like i don't have to be the only one coming up with this stuff so i think that's really good and so a lot of that sort of speaks to um you know having uh being able to trust those people that are around you so what are some of the barriers that business owners have um to trusting those people around them
1: yeah it's it's usually them <laughs> you know we we hear it often you know get out of your own way um uh, you know you you're a you know, not to get too deep, but I think you do need to get too deep, uh, deep when you're, when you're a business owner is, is really being comfortable with who you are, you know, so that emotional intelligence that you have of yourself, and that requires some vulnerability. And everybody looks at vulnerability as, as a weakness. Well, not everybody, there is a shift towards, um, Uh, you know, people understanding that vulnerability is actually a strength, um, because it means that you're um, in tune with your own um, feelings, directions, whatever. Um, And, and sometimes business owners um, push away from that, um, because it's, it's, it's a challenge, right? So I don't want my staff seeing me vulnerable. I don't want them to see that I that I don't know what I'm doing. And in fact, that's that gives the the staff the opportunity to step into that hole into that void if you go i don't have all the answers i'm coming to you because i don't have all the answers how can we work together to create this thing that we're trying to create what's your genius that hmm. you can step into that um so yeah so the, the the first thing is is trust yourself and then um and then um having really open and honest conversations with your, with your staff. So, um, you know, back in the, when, when management first started, you know, in the industrial revolution, um, it was master servant relationship. We've progressed, um, you know, way beyond that. It needs to be now a adult to adult conversation that you're having with people. Sometimes you're not always happy with their behavior. Hmm. And so I, but it like it's like having children but not a child parent relationship we you know i've got i've got children i've got four wonderful children i know you you've got children a child.. Two. Um, <laughs> two, um and we love them you know we, we we would take a bullet for them are we always happy with their behavior no but do we love you know just because they behave badly we don't send them to the next door neighbor and say here it's your problem not mine no, we love them just as much. And in a, in a work environment, you can't say, I love you, but what you can do without getting arrested, of course. um, But what you can say is I value you, but your behavior in this situation is unlike you. So Mm -hmm. I need to have a conversation with you about what's going on because that gives them the opportunity. One, it shows that you care for them, but it opens up the conversation. Then, mm. oh yeah, like I've got these these issues at home, right? Okay, well, that's that's a home issue. I I can't help you with that home issue, but what I'm now that I'm aware of it, we can manage our way around that, right? So, what's the best way of doing it? Again, mm. coming back to that whole essence of caring a, about your people, and as as you become vulnerable and open to those conversations your staff will then become open to you Mm. and then that's when you trust each other Mm. you know it's the like no trust i like somebody i've employed you i'm i've got to know you because we're working together i can see what your what your behavior is what you're what you're trying you know how you're committing to the business and eventually we get to trust each other Mm. and and that's that that's not uh, that's not an overnight success, you know, that takes effort and time and persistence and intention.
0: Yeah. I think uh, as soon as people feel trusted, they tend to want to do more and take on more. And like, uh, even just like having an eye open for opportunity or, um, you know, taking the initiative. And I think that, um, the, you know, you've got central control where everything flows through one sort of being or person, and then you've got mission control where you delegated responsibility out to that area or to that group and you give them uh, a freedom of movement in that, in that zone, you know, you give them certain parameters, you know, don't break the law, don't uh, run as broke. And you, you kind of trust them with an essential uh, component of the business and they want to succeed. They want to drive it home. And they really, really, really want to get the pat on the back at the end of the day. And I think that people overlook that, you know, like give someone a chance to win. Give them a chance to fail. Maybe try and minimise the impact or the risk. But yeah, absolutely. So, what are the some of the the systems and processes needed to um, to manage this scale?
1: Yeah, I, and and you raised a really you know a really important um, point in that whole analysis. the The, the first is um, you know mistakes are just inf- um decisions that were made with not enough information. Hmm. So you know 2020 hindsight is that you look back on a decision you know, had I known this I might have made a different I might have made a different decision. So having and then the second point was a lot of owners feel as though they don't want to give away control because they're going to lose control. And so the way to give the owner some confidence around the boundaries that their staff are uh, held to are putting systems in place. Mm. And so that's that's then looking at the documentation, looking at the processes. So a lot of businesses have, have developed their systems over time and they bolted on, you know, they bolted on a a, a balcony and a and another bedroom, et cetera, to the house. Um, and 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 sometimes the flow of you know the 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 family doesn't work. So you, you need to then re- rethink that. And look for efficiencies um and then put in place systems that are um, able to be scaled and to do that in this modern day you can't do it without a crm um you know a customer relationship management system but not one that is you know just a bunch of um, emails that you that you drop um newsletters to it's Mm. it's when it's the flow of of process. It's the how, when an invoice is raised, what are the, what are the processes, you know? So starting from the the, the marketing through to the sales, to the delivery, to the invoicing, having all of that um, in place and process. So that, and, and that takes some time, you mm-hmm. know, because small businesses are not great at documentation. Um, you know, I've only got 10 people. Why do I need documentation? Well, you need that boss, you can beta test it whilst there's only 10 of you because when you get to 50, it's too late. Yeah. You, you've, you've made so many mistakes all, all, along the way. So yeah, it's, really in, it, it, it's important to have those um, processes in place. And then as you grow, you can then review those processes and then it's scaling. So if you've got 10 staff, if you've got efficient processes in place, as your business increases by you know, 10, 15, 20%, you don't need more staff. And this is the, everybody throws people at problems, mm. you know, to use Michael Gerber and the e-myth, you know, put a process in place and the problem goes away.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, I think that a lot of people go, oh yeah, CRM is, and obviously a topic near and dear to my heart. Uh, a lot of people go, oh yeah, it's, it's emails, it's, it's uh, 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 basically an online Rolodex, it should be a strategic element. Like you're relating to database, um, databases of information between each other. Like uh, we've got asset records, we've got project um, client records. So say for example, um, uh, someone signs up as a customer, they tell us what's what's happening in their world. So, you know, are they got a WordPress website? Do they have emails on Outlook or Gmail? Um, are they got any integrations to some other platform? What are the red flags, pain points? You know, We have a questionnaire and then we they you know, fill it out for, for the larger projects. And then once they go through and answer that, we've got that context every time we work with them. So even just tech support, they pick up the phone, they go, hey, this is going on. And they're like, sometimes the answer you give them would be different based on whether they're on Microsoft or Google and say, here is um, the answer for you without having to go back and do... A, uh, you know, give them a response, it's wrong. And then you go to check it and, and, and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And the other one as well being that, um, you know, like we've got uh, things on our suppliers that are, you know, what quality rating are they? Um, you know, have they agreed to terms and conditions? You know, like it's all of those other relationships. And then online forms are amazing. Um, You know, we've got forms for listing things on our website, which enable other people to update our information um, without us having to do the work. And, you know, uh, companies like uh, Salesforce with the um, call center operations deflect 98% of questions through the help center and the uh, customer community before it ever gets to someone doing some work. So they've, they've doubled their productivity without increasing headcount
1: yeah i mean and and you know I'm a mad um advocate of uh systems and processes um you know you can tell by well you can't tell if you're listening, but I've got gray hair and and I'm not a spring <laughs> chicken um so I was around when um you know before email um and so you know we used to send faxes if anybody understands what a what a fax is. So I'm, I'm, you know, uh, systems have, uh, and processes have always been integral to my life so that when I speak to a customer, I've got the information there so that I've got a pretty good memory, but it's, but, you know, as they say, a sharp pencil, uh, a blunt pencil is better than a sharp mind. And, and so having, being able to pull that record up when you're having a conversation with a client and knowing where they're at um, is, is like, it's, 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 so important to the relationship that you have with your, with your customer. But it also means that your staffer uh, feel good about because they're not looking all over the, you know, they're not all looking all over the shop for the answer. And, and I think this is the biggest challenge that small businesses have, you know, they, they start off with an Excel spreadsheet and a word document and a, you know, a, a, a Google, you know, email or, yeah. you know, Microsoft email, and, and then they bolting on everything. Um, and and to scale, you really need some controls around that. Um, mm. And you need to integrate all of those pieces. Mm. And that's, as I alluded to, you know, sometimes it requires a little bit of re-engineering of your processes and rethinking your strategy. And again, it comes back to the point that you can't do that if you're in the business. And so mm. as the leader or owner of the business, You need that time to be strategic, and and be comfortable outsourcing the operational part to the staff or consultants or coaches, what you know, whatever, um, and and um, and give you that space to be, you know, more in the business development and idea space.
0: Well, in the uh, a moment ago you mentioned about that sort of knowledge management. Uh, piece where you're providing those like how-to guides those um courses and things and i think that's so critical like we've got a uh before hiring the first person i just recorded a whole bunch of loom videos and when i was flat out and i hired that guy i didn't have time to show him how to do everything so i went go and watch those videos yep. he spent like eight hours watching videos and he was effective from day one and then, uh, you know, I've since built an online course and we hired two people in the last couple of days and I don't have time to show them how to do everything. So it, t- it shows them our culture. It shows them who we are, where we came from, why we exist. Yep. And, um, you know, as far as having these courses, like you said, it, you know, build the parachute jumping out of the plane, um, get something in place, improve it, improve it, improve it. By the time that you really, really, really need it, it's too late. Yep.
1: <laughs> and, and here's a ninja hack. Um, so if you want to get um the process written um don't you you do it um so if you've Mm -hmm. got staff so if you're in an existing business and you've got staff um so for example there's an accounts um uh, payable and an accounts receivable get them to interview each other and get them to write the other job up yeah Um, And then what that does is one, you get the job description and the process that's required for that job, but it also costs skills. So all of a sudden they have an appreciation of what the other person is doing. Um, And you can do that, you know, you can do that with salespeople. You can do that with, um, uh, you know, have the operations, people interview the salespeople have the, so that you get some perspective. The other thing is that, um, as a owner, then what you can do is you can look at those and go, huh, didn't know that they were doing that. That's probably not um, exactly how we would like it to be done. And then again, there's your opportunity to improve your processes.
0: And the the value of somebody else writing it is that um, there's always a lot of assumed knowledge. Like I know when I write processes and for this exact same thing, is I go, alright, oh, and you do this, 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 and this. And I skip out like four or five things because I'm like, oh, well, of course, like if you're doing this, then that is just a given. But some people that's that was never a given. Like, um, you know, I can whip something up in 10 seconds because of the way I've been doing it forever. And someone else would go, I've got no idea where to start.
1: Yeah. <laughs> What's a TLA? <laughs>
0: Well, look, I, I think there's a hell of a lot we can cover in the actual uh, implementing. So uh, we're going to save that for uh, part two. So if you're listening in, uh, this is part one and part two is coming up. We're going to talk about how to implement some of the strategies that, um, that help you build towards building that framework and those, um, that scalability into your business. So um, for this episode, thank you very much this, uh, for listening to Stephen Sandor from Inspiring Business. And thank you, Stephen, for joining us and talking about how to implement uh, or how to think about the frameworks that, um, that are needed to scale a business. Uh, if you'd like to connect with Stephen Sandor on LinkedIn, uh, please search his name. Otherwise, the links will be available uh, in the posts accompanied with this podcast on socials and in the blog. Uh, you can also visit his website at inspiringbusiness.net. Stay tuned for uh, or the next episode on uh, implementing the strategies in part two. Uh, thank you very much. Have a great day. You can learn more about implementing scalable systems in your business with our book, The Business Octopus, where you can learn how to give your business a brain and teach it to grow itself. You can get your copy from relevate.com.au slash octopus. You can also find answers and ask questions in our online community at support.relevate.com.au.